Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now the following is a fourth hand production Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Oh, you know it, man. How about you? Oh, yeah. Do everything we can to make this the final Jonestown. Because I, dude, I'm dead. I. <laughs> you, Jonestown you might, trilogy. <clears throat> you might have to carry us at the end here, dude. Oh, I, I got it, baby. <laughs> Listen to audiobooks, three audiobooks. And I listened to one of them like one and a half times because the first time I listened to it, something messed up and I jumped in like the last half of it. That's where I started. I had oh. no idea what was going on. Huh. That was a Seductive Poison, the Debbie Layton. Oh, right. Blakey. And I listened to A Thousand Lives and Road to Jonestown. Man, I'm ready to get out of this rabbit hole. Um, Yeah. I'm so, I'm so fucking sick of it, dude. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Un- unbelievable. I know. The whole thing. Every bit of it. It drives me to drink. Huh. Well, speaking of which, what do you, what do you, <laughs> did, where did you drive to drink tonight? N- no way. Hold up. That, I can see your cap. Is that a flying dog? It sure is, buddy. No way. Yes way. Oh, What'd not. Not the not the same one. Uh, okay. This is a Irish coffee stout, and it's six point six percent. And it says when Steve Olins pitched us the idea of an Irish coffee stout, he also ta- taught us an old Irish blessing: "May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back." Coffee is for closers. Let's go eat tacos. Indeed, Steve. Let's go eat tacos. Flying That's dog makes some good beers, man. Yep. I got one too. You do? Yep. Mayan is the truth. It's an Imperial IPA. This one is 8.7. Whoa. Yeah, you can. That's when you get that the levels of actually tasting the, the alcohol in it. <laughs> on the side, it says full disclosure this beer came to fruition because we saw a gap in our portfolio and we wanted to increase our market share. <laughs> hey, I mean, they're straight up about it, right? truth how is it it's a you can definitely tell there's alcohol on it oh as long as it's not intolerable it's not intolerable well there you go yeah yeah so when we last left our 
intrepid congregation. They had all moved to Ukiah. Yep, I'm just trying to get back to it in my notes here. And I think we ended somewhere around... Like, oh, I, n- like 1970 when they got to Redwood Valley, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I found it. And I think that was oh when... Oh, my God. I got, I got a thunderstorm going on, and uh, it's definitely going to come up in my audio, man. Just the... Sweet. That's yeah. what we need. Because there's a nice storm at the very end of the story. Ooh. Things may have turned out just slightly different had it not been for that storm. Wow. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing it around, dude. It, it's going to work. Everything's going to work out. So 1970, uh, Ukiah, Community Unity, right? That's what it was called? Uh, no, that wasn't was Community it? Unity. Was it? That was, in, was that in Indianapolis? Were they the People's Temple yet? <clears throat> in Redwood Valley? Uh, no. People with peoples without an apostrophe. And it belonged to the people. It was just multiple peoples in the temple. It messes me up every time. It just breaks my brain thinking about it. Like, he, it didn't belong to them. It was called. He didn't want it to be like that. Right. It was called the ranch where they went in Redwood Valley. Mm. I had to go back and, and that, find it. That's why my kids like dumping that on ketchup now. Comes the socialists or something. I don't know. I'm so, they put what? ranch on ketchup. No. Oh. I fries. Oh. Okay. I did say ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what in the fuck kind of mixture but, is that? Uh, you can buy it now like that. See, Heinz has the cranch. I haven't seen the cranch. I've seen the mayo the chip. Ma- mayo chip. <laughs> And there's one with mustard in it, too. No, dude. I want to mix it on my food, if I'm going to mix it. Is it mayo stirred? I don't... I have no clue. Mayo stirred. Ketchup and mayo mixed together is really good. It's it's fine. I don't do it on purpose. If I'm having a burger, it's either going to be ketchup and mustard or mayonnaise. Not all of them. Usually my burger is ketchup and mayo, or I'll go just straight mustard. So, mustard is the odd one out. Yeah, where yours is mayo. Yeah. I don't want to make mayo with anything else. (laughs) Unless I don't have a choice at a restaurant. I mean, I guess I have a choice, but I'm just like, how are you doing? I'm not picky. Anyway, welcome to the temple. I think it was People's Temple, dude. Okay. At this time, because... My notes say by 73, there were uh, 2,500, almost 2,600 member of People's Temple all over the okay. U.S. So it must have been, if it wasn't People's Temple, it was pretty damn close, and we'll just go with it and... Okay. Yeah. Works for me. Uh, if anybody wants to dig down the hole that we went down, you can go to audibletrial.com slash green on the weird. And listen to a thousand lives. And I'm trying to see who that's by now. Shears, Julia Shears, S C H E E R E S, Julia Shears. And that one is a pretty personal account of a lot of the people because they kept journals, and she uh-huh. was able to dig. 
she dug through all the like FBI files. There's thousands of files. Wow. Road to Jonestown was more of a just an account. It didn't dig into personal stuff too much. Some. Right. And then uh, Road to Jonestown was by damn it, Jeff Gunn or Gwen, I guess G U I N N Jeff Gwen. Okay. And then Debbie Layton, Deborah Layton's book is Seductive Poison, and that's strictly from her point of view. Everything she went through, getting to the People's Temple, meeting Jim Jones, and then ultimately going to Jonestown and escaping. Wow, man. Yeah, that I I still haven't read it. Listened to it, read it, whatever. Um, but I, I really want to. That one's very personal. It kind of drags out a little bit, but I mean, it's very like her point of view is so much. There's so much that happens with just that girl. It's uh-huh. like, it's insane. We're gonna start in 1970, or you want to jump right into the. Um, Gang of Eight, or oh, where, where we can you go, go Gang of Eight. Well, I guess before we do that, we should mention once they got this church, they had armed guards that stood at the locked doors, uh, and the only ones allowed to enter or leave had to get special permission. So I figured that'll be a good lead into the Eight. If all that starts happening around you, you might be in a cult. So. The Gang of Eight, or the uh, Eight Revolutionaries, was in 1973. I mean, if we're going to finish this thing up, we should probably do some jumping ahead. But I don't know if the Eight Revolutionaries that defected is what set Jim Jones off to do this other thing that I want to talk about for a minute. Oh, I know. Or if it happened before. I know this changed his... I, it made him way more strict. The the catharsis meeting. Y- yeah. It well because was that before or was that after the Gang of Eight that he started doing those? Oh, that was after. Because okay. he said after. So you know all the crazy shit he did to them, right? Yeah, yeah. The, well, go go into that. You got a lot on the Gang of Eight. Uh, yeah, I got anyway. a good bit on it. So the they left. <clears throat> Jones loved these quote-unquote kids. That was about 1973. Because they were children of original Temple members. And they never told anything about their plan to escape, not even their own family, because they were like, you know what? I, you froze. My mom and dad, oh, my brothers and sisters, they're going to try to convince me to not go. So they ended up. They escaped. I don't know how. I don't know if they were saying, oh, I'm going to school or what. But uh, then they wrote a letter to Jones and explained why they left, which basically was the hypocrisy of the temple. And, you know, examples are like members were celibate. They were supposed to be celibate while higher members were having affairs, you know, sexual affairs. The church staff was predominantly white, all while Jones preached racial equality. So, th- that's just to name a couple. That's the the ones that I know of. And uh, Jones was obviously pissed off about this. He's like, "Yeah, these mother." Ugh. So he started to target them. 
and sending them notes that look like ransom notes, you know, with the cutout letters from magazines. He sent those to yeah. them? And, uh, That's awesome. He would, kind of? Well, I don't know who. I mean, he ordered it. I don't know if he was doing it. Um, they're all over the notes. They rub poison oak all over the notes. So whoever got it would get poison oak. Uh, but the notes said, we know where you live. We're watching you all the time. Keep your ass clean and your mouth clamped up. Mm-hmm. They got, you know, numerous, numerous anonymous threatening phone calls. Obituaries were written in the papers with their names. That's insane. It's so crazy how Jim Jones and his entourage of his inner circle his boys. did all these things. Yeah. What did he end up calling them? The Diversion Committee. Oh, really? I did, at one point. Yeah, I didn't catch that. They would all. They also rented hearses and left them running outside of their homes. That, how would you feel about that? There's just a hearse that just shows up in front of your house. It kind of it would freak me out. Yeah, and it's just running. It, like not to mention all you get a fucking note, and then oh you're all broke out in poison oak, you know. Yeah. You just got done wiping your ass with the note. Now you got poison oak because it said keep your ass Uh-oh. clean. He said, oh yeah, I'll keep my ass clean. How about with this note, you motherfucker? Now you got poison oak on your b hole. No, 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 no. Tell me you wouldn't do it if you got a note from that motherfucker. You, tell me you wouldn't say, oh, yeah, keep my ass clean. I'll wipe my ass with this note. How about that? Then boom. Yeah, I might. Yeah. But then, oh. Maybe that was his plan. Keep your ass clean because he knew. They'd say, oh, yeah, fuck you. I'll wipe my ass with this. <laughs> then you got an itchy b-hole. Oh, you want that? Yeah. Hey, when that happens. That's basically all I have on it. Uh, I don't know if there was a lot to it, to be honest with you, but that's when things really took a dramatic turn in the temple. At some point in here, after he moved to California, and, and that time period is when he decided, we may have, I may have said this in, in the last one, but that's when he decided he's just going to start causing up a storm in his sermons. Yeah, I think that was one of the last things we talked about. He, he made the whole congregation chant, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but after... After the Gang of Eight is when he started the catharsis meetings. Yeah, well, it's because the you know the kids didn't talk. So then he says, my love isn't working. I guess I'll have to start getting hard on people. They seem to respond to it better. You might be in a call. Yeah. <laughs> so before that, though, in order to reprimand, reprimand somebody, it would just be a private meeting in his office, and he'd talk to them and... That was basically it. And then, like you said, yeah. catharsis. Well, now, now he's starting the uh, the catharsis, and he's publicly humiliating people. He busted out the Board of Education, baby. Yeah, well, first it was a belt. And then... Was it just a belt? Yeah, at first it was a belt. And uh, I guess people started to... They're like... Uh, you know, like, when your mom smacks your ass when you're a kid, you're like... <laughs> This doesn't hurt, but then you got to fake like it does hurt, so you don't get it from your dad. Yeah. So. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, uh, it was kind of like that. Like, they got used to it, and then here comes the Board of Education. I mean, that's what I got, anyway. And he made them go, go bare 
for these for those punishments, the spankings. Yeah, he was a fucking bastard. Yes, fully. And wasn't there? There was one girl that he paddled so much that she couldn't set for for many days. Dude, I think it was almost two weeks. Is what that's is what that I what heard. It was? it was almost two weeks that she could not sit. Why does the name Rachel come to mind? Oh, I didn't have a name. They may have been in a thousand lives, but he just paddled the shit. Was she out seventeen? Of it was maybe. Yeah, because the girl I'm talking about is seventeen, I think. You, you might be an yeah. adult. Didn't you say he beat the hell out of one dude's dick? Yep. He and one of these meetings, um, I cannot remember what the yeah. guy did. He may have gone off the ranch. Per se, and went and had <laughs> went and had relations with somebody. Why not? What else are you gonna do? You just locked up in this people's temple. Forget that. But they took a rubber hose, held him down, and beat his penis to a bruised and swollen, bloody Good pulp. Luck. And he he needed medical attention. That's one way that. to get some girth. Get, <laughs> make it swollen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be useful to anybody no. he's not going to know he's using it anyway because well, he's got girth but it's all purple and <laughs> oh boy that's gross what what a bastard this guy is seriously he like beat the shit out of him and before he would beat him he would call him up on the stage and then he would he would flatter him at first yeah, flatter yeah. him like oh my god look at your you're so beautiful. And then, boom, swiftly cut him down and just start berating him, humiliating him on stage with this, like, loud, aggressive, like, yeah, fuck, like, just crazy. It, It's, uh, I don't know, he's like a psychopath, dude. Like, yeah. He just, he was on all the drugs at this point. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I think this is the point in time when he started wearing the glasses nonstop. Like at one point, it was sort of like for sh- for showmanship. The glasses, but then right, yeah, and he wasn't wearing them all the time. Just then, during sermons, he's like, "I'm uh, e e, I'm the guru. Hey, look at <laughs> like me." Finds, he walks up. He's like, "E." <laughs> <laughs> That was just for showmanship at first, but then when he started taking amphetamines and then barbiturates behind it so that he could either stay awake all the time or finally go to sleep, force his body Uh to sleep, and then force his body to be up, in and out of all that, eh, that's going to mess with your eyeballs. Yeah, they're going to look a little funky. Yep. Going to get a little red. (laughs) A lot of red. All the red. So red. And then he had to put the sunglasses on and be like, you can't look directly in my eyes. You don't want to look upon the power of God. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you might be in a cult. <laughs> Did you know in 76 he got... Oh, actually, <clears throat> let me tell you this real quick. After the punishment, after the catharsis, and he would beat the shit out of him, he would hug the individual wrap his arms around him and say that they were a better person now and quote father loves you to which the individual had 
to respond into the mic, thank you, Father. After oh, just yeah. having your yep. ass whipped by this piece of shit, now you got to thank him? Mm. That's that's how you break somebody's mind. He, he was just breaking these people's mind the whole time. Yeah, it, this is brainwashing. Yes. Mm. Physically and mentally. Yeah. Um, what, oh, part of the catharsis meetings, boxing. Oh, yeah, that, that came uh, later in it, right? Yeah, yeah. And it didn't matter what age you were. If somehow you stepped out of line, you're a 72-year-old woman who stepped out of line somehow, you know, old ladies, man, they don't they don't take no shit. They're going to yeah. tell you like it is. And Jim Jones is like, well, <laughs> get in the ring. And it was, the shitty thing was, all punishment was equal regardless of the crime. The quote-unquote crime. So, you know, if... <clears throat> I don't socialism? know. You, you, you missed the trash that can. That's how socialism works. You didn't realize it. Or if you peed on uh, your brother's head. it's It was all the same punishment. You just got your ass fucking destroyed. Yeah. Board of Education or a straight up beating. So it was basically a fist fight. I mean, but with boxing gloves. Boxing gloves happen to be on your fist. Or on their fists, the the boxing was mostly just just a straight beatdown. This person had no chance of defending themselves. There was no defense. It was just a straight. They weren't allowed to defend themselves. Peer pressure beatdown. Yeah, they had to just. Oh really? They didn't have their well, own gloves. I don't know. If they just had maybe to take it, it evolved to where maybe it started as a boxing match, but you weren't supposed to fight back. You were supposed to just if you fought back or defended yourself. You were considered a coward. You were supposed to just stand there and get your ass fucking destroyed by... It wasn't just one person either. It was a group of people just beat the shit out of these no. poor folks. Yeah. Yeah. And this is all... Well, not necessarily because. I'm sure it was... This crap was def, was eventually coming. It, that's what I think anyway. Regardless of the eight revolutionaries or the gang of eight, whatever you want to call them. Regardless of that... Jones was yeah. his mind was slipping. The eight might have kickstarted it. He was a mess. Where before he was he was getting there, but then the eight and that's what kinda pushed him over the edge. The straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, I don't know, whatever yeah. other metaphors you can think of. He, he needed <laughs> no his shit. back broke. And his fucking jaw and his skull. If somebody would have just if somebody would have just got rid of him, then Yeah, I mean but but this is around the time I think uh, he started getting into or maybe maybe that was just slightly later there was a there was one point that he got into he was a chairman on the board of something for politics and Senator Moscone I think he he got a bunch of his congregation to vote for this guy in but they were not of the district. So it was kind of an illegal voting. It was wrong. I mean, that sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? Voter fraud. A <laughs> uh, little bit. <laughs> but in 76, this dude got humanitarian of the year from the LA Herald. Well, it's because he 
beat everybody down to say that, oh, Jim Jones is the best. Look at him. He's, he smacks cancer out of everybody. He smacks the devil yeah. out of everybody else who doesn't have cancer. Ridic- he's, I mean, he's the best. Inside those walls, he was the devil. Outside, he was basically your typical Christian preacher. Like, they just assumed he was a good dude. Like, the soup kitchens, all this other bullshit. Yeah, he he brought all this money in. Like, he, he took people's paychecks. He took people's pensions. And at one point, he took... He made people give up their homes so that either the People's Temple could use the homes or sell them for money. <sighs> I'm telling you, I fucking hate this dude. I don't know how anybody liked him. That. The only good thing about him is he he just wanted ever I don't even know. The he the church idea was awesome. Bring everybody in. Doesn't matter about right. skin tone. Didn't that stuff didn't matter. And if he's if the whole church is going to foster children, bring children off the street, uh, get people off of drugs, awesome, awesome, awesome. But then he got real greedy. Because he just started collecting everybody's money. He started he collected money from the government. We're fostering these children, so give us money yeah. for the adopted children or whatever. He was uh, he was a massive con man. Yes, he made his uh, socialist world look yeah. like a church. I mean, ever since he was young, tax he was conning. You know, he was a con man. Yeah, he just gave everybody these pretty words. Yeah. He he said that uh <sighs> he uh he said that if you were born in capitalist America, you were born in sin. And if you were born into socialism, you were not born in sin. And I could almost get down I could I could almost get behind that statement. Ooh. Because okay. Th- and socialism isn't it about sharing and helping your fellow man? Like everyone shares everything, and what's mine is yours, and yours is mine, and ours is theirs, and theirs is ours. Which yes, I agree with that idea, sort of. But I mean, look, dude, you work your ass off for your money. Oh, You're not going to go exactly. buy your neighbor's. I don't, neighbor's I don't believe in socialism at all. <clears throat> what. Well, my point is, I could almost, I, I can see where he would think that, because socialism. So, I mean, isn't the point of life to kind of be friendly with everyone, help anyone you can, and be a good person? Yes. I kind of, of feel like that is the yeah. goal of socialism. It just doesn't work. It's not fair. Where capital capitalism is, it's not. Greed, essentially, right? You bust your ass, you fucking backstab anybody, you throw anybody under the bus just to get a few more bucks. I mean, how many times do you hear of somebody sleeping with their boss to get a raise? It's, you're, I see his point. True. Even though I hate him. Yeah. I'm trying to relate every, all of this to, to, to my little community. We hang out with our neighbors. They have two daughters. We hang out with the other neighbors. And it's not all the time, but I mean, it, it's fairly often that we all get together and we just have a, a group meal. They'll buy stuff. We'll buy a bunch of stuff because there's six of them in our family. 
and uh, everybody sort of buys some stuff and we're like yeah just go go for it here's all the yeah. ingredients let's all put it together like like mountain what? pies for instance mountain I don't pies know what that is. <laughs> oh no oh no it's fine I, what the hell is I didn't mountain know what it was when I first moved to Pennsylvania either tell the folks tell the folks oh okay I guess so the, <laughs> there's probably plenty of people that don't know what the hell a mountain pie is it's a it's a square pie iron. It's the size of a slice of bread. There's two ends of it, and they clamp together. Okay. So it's a what they call a pie iron. So you, you slap on some butter or some cooking spray on one side of the pie iron and the bread. You, well, mostly butter on the bread, but cooking spray on the iron itself. Then you put ingredients in it, now, whether it's just pie filling, apple, strawberry, cherry filling. Or if you want to make a pizza one, you put the sauce on the bread, you put some cheese down, put some pepperoni a, in it, or ham it's and a cheese. Fucking hot pocket. Ham and cheese is good or too. A toaster strudel. What? Toaster strudel. Yeah, yeah. You you make a bonfire. It's a hot pocket that you put together yourself. You heat up the pot. You take the pie iron with all your ingredients on the bread. Slap the two pieces of bread together. Clamp the pie iron together. It's just square, and it's on sticks. Well, not yeah. regular sticks, but you know metal sticks with handles and you stick it in the fire and you let it cook on one side for five seven minutes or whatever flip it over let it cook on that side for a while if it's surrounded yeah. by fire and then all sides get heated up take it out open them open it up and then you dump all your goodies on a plate and it's just this well it's basically a hot pocket made in a bonfire uh, i gotta be honest with you it sounds kind of dope <laughs> it's good dude but it's almost too much good when you guys come it's up, too much work, we'll man. go to the rusty rail and stuff. Like s'mores. It's work. But it's fine. It's a good time. You got to hurry up? You don't hurry up at a campfire. Yeah, where are you going to go? You going to miss your show? No. There's no show. Right. No. Yeah. You're hanging out at the campfire. Have a beer. Throw the pie together. Throw it in the in the fire. Have another beer. Take it out. Have Eat another it. beer. Soak up some of the alcohol. Then you got to make another one. Have another beer. It's a loop. It's a campfire. You're not in a hurry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Next exactly. thing you know, you've, you've had it's a campfire. 15 mountain pies and 30 beers. <laughs> Shh, don't tell no, anybody. Won't. Old Jim Jones began taking the Bible out of his sermons and said that Christianity was a flyaway religion. Ooh. And that is that when he chucked the Bible across the room? Yeah. To show that it he was flyaway? He denounced the sky god and said that no one's going to come out of the sky to help you. There is no heaven up there. We have to make it here. And then he said, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm not... That doesn't sound wrong to me. But let's make the best of it yeah. here. Like, make this as much of a paradise as you can. But I don't. There's nothing wrong with that. What yeah. I do see the problem is, is no. saying that uh, he... Because he began telling everyone that he was God. And then also that there was never a you miracle in a done cult. in the world that he himself did not do. How old? Dude, seriously. I mean, is Jim Jones everlasting? We know he's not now, but... Oh. Was he about 40? 40, 40. So in 71, he was 40 years old. So he's working on... He's, he's into his 40s at this point mm -hmm. in the People's Temple. <clears throat> and suddenly, he's God. He's already done yeah. the miracles. Wasn't there 
there was something that he said he was the he was Lennon re- resurrected. He was Jesus re- resurrected, and there was another one. He said he was the resurrection of. So is he saying they were too. all resurrections of the previous Jesus? So okay. Yeah. Yep. So so Jesus resurrected into. I know there was another one in there. Gandhi. Gandhi. I think it was Gandhi. Didn't Gandhi and Lenin overlap though? I don't know. It took him a long time to resurrect if he waited until Gandhi. <laughs> there could have been a few well, in I'm between. Chimp <laughs> junctures. I mean, what's a few? <laughs> yeah, maybe. What, a few thousand years. Blackbeard. In heaven time. You know? A couple ah. seconds. No. Yeah. So, this is. Jim started. This is when he really started to test his people. So he wanted to see how loyal they were. And he suggested that they leap mm. from the Golden Gate Bridge for the calls. No big deal. Just, hey, let's all go there. We'll jump the fuck right. off and, you know, I'll stay back. Because Jack Beam, who uh, <laughs> was basically there from the beginning, he, uh, after everyone was silent for a while, he yelled, hey, go ahead and kill yourself if you want, but leave the rest of us out of this. To which Jones said... No, I'll be the only survivor Survivor, in order to stay back and explain to the world why the temple did this. He became obsessed with the fact that... And then everybody's like, yeah, like, yeah, that makes sense. He just became obsessed with this. And that's when, uh, on uh, New Year's Day, he allowed them to drink wine to celebrate. And then when they... Cons- oh, shit. Is that one that's coming? You good? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you just fine. So. But you can't hear me. On New Year's Day, to celebrate, he allowed them to drink wine. And then after they consumed their glasses, he announced that they just drank poison. And uh, no! everyone they started to freak the fuck out. Obviously. They're like, what? What? So he told, what? after no. they freaked out for about an hour... He, then he goes, nah, that wasn't poison. I just wanted to test to see who was ready to die for the calls. He did this numerous, numerous times. Mm. That's to break their brains. He's a fucking lunatic. That's to mess them up. I still can't hear you, dude. Yeah. I was just going by your, <laughs> like, charades. Mine. Oh. This is my man. Uh oh, he's trapped in a box. Oh no! <laughs> Climbing a ladder, going to the roof, going to the, going to the top of the Golden Gate Bridge to jump. <laughs> Climb up, oh, lasso at the top. He's climbing up the side. Do <laughs> uh, you think you would take? A, I can't hear you anyway. I can't hear your response. But I wonder if you would take a breath. You would like yell part way down. You're like. <laughs> Uh, again? Like, <laughs> yeah. Is there any point in screaming? I don't know. I can't hear it. I can't fucking hear you. I don't know. I, at some point, who who knows? Ah, it's in the recording. Though. Lips, You'll still hear me in the recording. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
cool, we're back. We didn't even know we were going to leave. Radical. <laughs> no doubt. Our biggest cursed series. We've never had issues like this. The audio just fucking stopped. Audacity stopped. I couldn't hear you. Then you couldn't hear me. And we restarted stuff. I think ah. it's Jim. Jim Jones is coming back. We gotta stop talking shit about Jim Jones. Well, he was a fucking bastard. So you want to continue talking shit about Jim Jones? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> he was a pile of shit. That's what he was. You know what he thought he was though? He thought. He thought he was. I mean, we started talking about this before things got crazy, and you, you went into something else. And after all the audio crap, we don't even remember what you just said. Nope. Anyway, he thought he was the reincarnation of Jesus, Gandhi, Father Jealous Divine, Gautama Buddha, and Vladimir Lenin. Hold up. He thought he was the reincarnated Jealous Divine? Yeah. That's what he... He tried to go tell his wife, the one, the younger wife, that Divine told the public... Who was the reincarnated version of his older wife. And she's like, Jones, that's bullshit. That's my, that's what I did. Yeah, that's my game, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. What a, oh man. So that was a miserable failure for Jim Jones. And what he told his people, his inner circle, his congregation. <laughs> she, you know, she took me. Into her chambers, and she showed me her titties. I'm like, no, nope. <laughs> I don't want any of them. Nope. That's like I gotta go. That's like every kid in high school, every boy in high school. Like all the all you did was kiss, and you're like, I fucking felt her up, guys. Yeah, I grabbed them. Like, yep. And then you got rejected. Totally rejected. But he just made up a bullshit story. Yep. He's like. Yup, totally got laid, dudes. <laughs> totally. She showed me her breast, her sagging breasts. Whoa! And I said, no, I don't want any of that. No, we gotta go. He only likes the perky ones. And skinny white girls. And young boys, I guess, right, too? Well, you know, <laughs> whoever whoever needs it, wh whoever's in the want. <laughs> when in Rome, right? Uh, I guess. <laughs> He was in that town that was known for it. He said, ah, let me give it a try. <laughs> Come on. He got arrested for that. We may have said that in the last one, too. Yeah, we did. We talked about that. But I can't believe he was he went to the the reincarnated wife, which you know is complete bullshit. And he's like, hey, by the way, I'm also Father Divine. And she's like, what, son? You need to get your white ass out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cracker. <laughs> Who said this? Let's see. Uh, former Temple member Hugh Forston Jr. quoted him as saying, What you need to believe in is what you can see. If you see me as your friend, I'll be your friend. As you see me as your father, I'll be your father. For those of you that don't have a father, you see me as your savior, I'll be your savior. You see me as your god, I'll be your god. Are you fucking kidding me? You froze, dude. Old Jim Jones. Fun-loving guy. I didn't hear any of that because you froze. It, it, it's in the recording. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, dude. This is the curse one. This, the whole series. 
Are we we got to finish this tonight. <laughs> are we done yet? We're going to finish it in the next freaking hour and less than an hour. Ten fucking seconds is about I'm gi- all I'm giving it. The, uh, what's that clock? The world clock? The doomsday clock? Yeah, the doomsday clock. It's the Jonestown clock. It's coming down. <laughs> <laughs> We're about 30 seconds to midnight here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How, fa- how fast you want to get to that? Let's see. He no. got Moscone into office, voted him in with the People's Temple people, which was, you know, voter fraud, but they went with it anyway. I thought you said photo frog. Photo frog. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is that? It's a photo finish. Kiss him, oh, he's a boy. prince. You can tell because he's got a little crown on his head. So where are we at? Let's see. Catharsis stuff. Um, people were starting to defect. What was his name? Tim? No, Jim. Jim Bogue wanted to get out of the church. He brought... He, he came in with his wife and his kids, and he was all about the People's Temple for a while. And then he's, you know, catharsis meetings and all this stuff, and he's starting to realize, ooh, People's Temple's a, it's a little bit of a mess. We need... <laughs> Edith, we got to go. Edith is like, uh, Jim just said I could marry this other guy. <laughs> what? Like, Didn't you just see... He just beat that dude's hose with another hose. <laughs> like, it's time to go. Yeah. Jim was ready to go, but Edith was not. So he's like, all right, I'm going to stay for my family. Got to stay here. Got to get him out. I got him in. Got to get him out. That's love, man. And then Jim Jones is like, uh, hey, uh, Jim Bo, you know, you know some stuff about farming, right? You're handy. We got to go to Guyana. <laughs> so, so he was one of the ones who got sent there. Mm-hmm. Wow. But I guess slightly before that, he was one of the first ones to go because he was he was a good, good with farming, and he was good with mechanics. He invented all kinds of cool stuff to make life a little easier as they were building up Jonestown. But first, so he was he was Nikola Tesla reincarnated. I'll go with that. That's fine. Yeah, but Jim Jones was Jesus and Father Divine and fucking Gandhi, and this guy was Nikola Tesla, just <laughs> inventing fucking earthquake machines and shit. Send us due to the jungle. He's going to clear the jungle for you. Just send him down there. And he's got nothing. Just shirt on his back. Go down there. He'll figure it out. Yeah, he'll. He's like the professor on Gilligan's Island. Yes, exactly. Just making shit out of coconuts. Got a radio out of coconut. For some reason we can't get off this island. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, Guyana was a British territory, and I'm pretty sure that it came out of the whole East India Company thing. The British were just like, "I want that. I want that one." I want that one. Good Lord, I want that one too. Guyana was one of them. So mm. in the early 60s, I think it was early 60s, early, late 60s, Jim Jones had his eye on this place because it was English speaking. So that there wasn't a hurdle there. Um, and they practiced socialism there or they were going to. But, and I think it was, I think it was 66 that they got their independence from uh, Britain. So mm, it, it took them a little yeah. while to establish themselves as some sort of republic, some sort of their own government territory. Mm. I think it was 66. So uh, Dutch, 
Dutch Guyana, 1667 to 1814. British Guyana from 1814 to 1966. And dependence from the UK becoming Guyana or Guyana. G-U-Y-A-N-A. Before that was G-U-I. So May 26, 1966. I still say Guyana. Guyana, Guyana, Guyana. I don't know. You know. Whatever. They're down there. So... May 26, 66 is when they became independent from the UK, and that was the mm-hmm. East India Company. I don't know for sure. I didn't dig into the full history of that territory, but I'm pretty sure that that was one of the territories that the British were like, the East India Company just started taking shit. This is one of them they let loose in the 60s. <laughs> the history, you crazy. <laughs> so February 23rd, 1970 is when they became a republic. And then Jones really had his eye on that place because they were becoming they were coming into their own. He wanted okay. I think he wanted to go a little bit sooner, but it wasn't it wasn't primed. It wasn't ripe. What Jones? Uh, the country wasn't wasn't ready for oh. uh, an influx of people. Oh, okay. But then when Jones expressed interest in going there, the government's like, hmm. Uh yeah, we're having a problem with Venezuela anyway. You know, if we get a bunch of Americans in here and Venezuela attacks, then the U.S. is going to come down here and fuck up Venezuela. So, yeah, let's let's give them that territory over there next to Venezuela. <laughs> right next to it, dude. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Curse. You there? Yeah. No? Yeah. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Say something. You... You, I can hear. Mm. It's got to be Skype. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Start playing with your settings in Skype. Skype settings? It's still picking me up. It's so random when it happens. Oh. What? Say something. Are you there? Holy fuck. Yeah. It's It's every time she takes her damn AirPods off and puts them on, it fucks it up. Turn your Bluetooth off. Yeah, I am. Goddamn her. It's been her the whole time. She's the reincarnation of Jim Jones. I need to... I'm just going to delete him. Like, what what the fuck? Is she listening to us? What the fuck's going on here? (laughs) She's listening to me. Just out of nowhere, she starts hearing... Remove device. Yes, removed. What the fuck? All right. Yeah, we we should be good now. All right. So the whole idea to get these Americans in there was for Guyana to be protected from Venezuela. In the event Venezuela attacks Guyana, now they have the U.S. protection in a sense, kind of indirectly, because they have all these U.S. citizens really there. But Jones is also like, you hear me? Yeah, just more shit. Like, go ahead. But Jones... Guyana wasn't fully, they liked the idea, but they weren't fully on board yet. So Jones and the People's Temple were like, hey, uh, what do you guys say, two half a million dollars? And Guyana's like, yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> Hell yep, yeah. We'll take it. You're going to do, you're going to come down here, you're going to be the agricultural project of the People's Temple? Let's, yep, yeah. let's do it. Mm-hmm. You can have all this land, you can do... You chop all this shit down yourself, right next to Venezuela. Thank you for the money. Well, yes, exactly. So the people 
of Guyana. They were uh, British-speaking East Indians, India Indians, like to, for the literal term, yeah. Indians. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, the uh, I, I know. Well, I, I mean, do we really need a qualifier anymore? It, it's kind of funny because it's like Guyana, but their capital is Georgetown. <laughs> like, that's British as fuck, dude. Yeah, exactly. Oh, come here, old George boy. Where? I mean... <laughs> Where's Cambridge? New London. <laughs> the New Thames River. That's what they That's what they sailed down. Sure do. Oh. No, no, no. I was like, was that it? No, no. It was a shitty-ass river, though. It took them nine hours. Yeah. We'll get there. Um... I'm sorry. Lost my train of thought. Hold on. Coming back. They decide they're going to move there. And Guyana is finally like, yeah, okay. You can have all this land over here. You can have all that land over there. You know, the the stuff that we don't really... Yeah. No, no. Further right. Uh, up a little bit. Uh, yeah, right there. It's right, right next to Venezuela. That's the spot. Right there. Yep. <laughs> Those are the bad guys. <laughs> What's bad? Venezuelans. I'm sorry to all our Venezuelan oh, yeah. listeners. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they might be okay now for Guyana versus Venezuela. I mean, it might be, it might be a love hate relationship. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. But Guyana was all about getting the Americans down there, and they were armed. So Jones wanted to bring in a bunch of armed guards for the whole area. Oh God! Be your face. I just opened a a beer from it's called Croydon Cream Ale American Lawnmower from Neshemini Creek Brewing (laughs) Company and it it, it, yeah thank you I got it from Will you're welcome he told me it was bad before I tried it and he brought it to the beach when we went to the beach and yeah we went to the beach Back off, COVID fucking freaks. Yeah. And uh, he warned me it wasn't good, and uh, I still drank it. And I opened a new one, and it's not good. Here we are. No. Neshimini Creek. Look, that that one's a failure. Epic fail. You should probably hang it up. (laughs) That one's a failure. So at this point, Jones is starting to get the area ready. He sent down a number of people, including Jim Bogue, because he had an idea about farming. And when they get there, there's just jungle. There's no kind of, like, prettiness. There's no kind of paths. There's there's nothing. And they're just like, here, this is the spot. This is the spot you guys bought. It was just 15 Here people. Here you go. Too. It started as 15 people in 74. Right. They sailed out of Miami to go go down there. 15 fucking people. That's it. This is the spot, guys. Here you go. 15 people. And they had, you know, they just had some equipment, including chainsaws. But it turns out, jungle wood. Oh, really? Hard as F. Broke the chainsaws. Yeah. They, they were trying to chainsaw through these jungle trees, and the jungle trees were like... Yeah. Chainsaws? I live Broke in the, the fucking rainforest, man. I'm tough as shit. There's a little, there's a little teeth on this metal yeah, exactly. fucking me. Not doing shit to me. No, nope. 
the canopy was like three layers thick because so if you get into the jungle it's dark all the time that's how thick the canopy was always wet always humid there's constantly insects and numbers of bugs and creatures and stuff in the darkness and big cats and everything and it's it just sounds like delaware dark. minus big cats hot humid bugs everywhere just Always fucking dark? it's dark it's a dark place to live man Oof. <laughs> it's all the pine the trees swamps the swamps Swamp. the allergies swamps and pine trees and then the the guyanese people were like <laughs> stupid white americans seriously Look, this is how you're supposed to uproot a jungle tree. They put it like these pulley systems. So they they wrap stuff around trees around other trees so they could pull up one. And then you just keep pulling the jungle tree down. You keep ratcheting it down until it uproots. No, that sounds like a lot of work, man. Yeah. Chainsaw to just pull it out of the fucking ground. Yeah, that's, that's it. Crazy. That's what you had to do to get a tree down. You just fucking rip it out dude. of the ground. So they were like, oh, well. That's what we got to do. Okay, here we go. Rip that one out. Rip that one out. All right, now we got a little path. Set up a tent. And they did this for for quite some time. And, the, and then finally, I think they started shipping in more people, and they started shipping in more equipment, bulldozers. Yeah, they stuff. eventually they got the bulldozer and the backhoe and, I guess, more help. Now, obviously, it made it easier. Yeah. And then they finally cleared some land. And they're like, all right, cool. Let's start planting some stuff. And they started planting stuff that's typical for um, the area that we live in, like Indiana, Northern California. They started planting, you know, potatoes, regular tubers, corn, tomatoes, you know, that, that kind of stuff that grows easily in the U.S. in this indigenous area, seasonal area. And they started putting that stuff in, in the ground there, and the ground absolutely rejected it because there's no nutrients in the ground. And the guy and he's were like, you stupid white Americans, come on. You got to burn the trees to get the nutrients. You got to use the ash of the burnt and jungle trees to get the nutrients for plants to grow. They're like that shit on fire. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then you got to mix it into the soil that's there because not far under... The soil that's there is just straight clay. So nothing will grow. Nothing could right. root into that. There's no nutrients. So they had to rip trees down, burn the trees, cut it into lumber, made pathways. There's still snakes everywhere. And eventually they started getting stuff going. And I think, what was this? 70, 74, was it 74 yeah. when they went down yeah. there? That what you said? And I think early on, is when they planted seeds for orange oh, trees. Okay. And it takes it takes a few years for an orange tree to uh, grow and fruit into an actual orange. Jonestown didn't have that long. No. So they were going to fruit eventually, but there wasn't nobody there to get those fruits. That's sad, man. Yeah. I know, isn't it? You put all this time and effort in. I mean, it, it sounded like such a good idea to get down there and start <laughs> hoeing away. Stop your hoeing. And getting stuff going. <laughs> Jim Bogue was one of them. He got sent down there because it was part of his uh, punishment for trying to defect, trying to bring his family out. But when he was down there, he 
he he figured all this stuff out. He got stuff set up, and they had a little uh, uh, the radio room, so they could communicate back and forth. Oh, also backing up a little bit, you know, Jim no. Jones had a podcast. Are you serious? Yeah, but in California, he would go to this radio station every once in a while, once a week, I think, and he would have he would speak for 15, 20 minutes about the People's Temple. That's a radio, a radio show. Station. That's a fucking commercial, dude. <laughs> Come on, man. That was the original podcast. It's like when you tell people you, you do a podcast, <laughs> and are like, what radio station is it on? It's not on a radio, you old <laughs> fart. It's on the internet. It's the internet radio. <coughs> <clears throat> That's what my mom says. You you playing that game with Elijah again? Is that why you didn't answer the phone? You, what do you call it? You playing that podcast? Are you playing mom. podcast? Mom. Hey, is that on Xbox? What do you call it? <laughs> is that why the TV is messed up? I can't hear anything on the TV. Because you playing the podcast? You playing the podcast with Elijah. Is that, I can't see anything on the TV. Mom. Anyway, they were down there just hacking away at the jungle. And when Jim Jones wasn't there, yeah, it was they a had time. a great time. Yep, they had stuff figured out. They, you know, they'd get supplies from Georgetown, which wasn't that far away in that location, and they just kind of they were in it. They were figuring out while they were they there. They named the area People's Temple Agricultural Project, and uh, it was referred to from yeah. by the members as Freedom Land, but most people called it Jonestown. So this is where. The name Jonestown comes in. So so he didn't name it. Yeah. The people named it for in in, in honor uh, of him, yeah. For him, in honor to, of him. In honor of their dear leader. I'm just waiting for North Korea to be called uh Kim Jong un land. Unland. <laughs> the second. Unland the second. They're like, we don't want to be or whatever it is. We don't want to be the North is he the third? Korea. We want to be our own thing. It's I'm not sure Kim why Land. they haven't changed it already. Kim is the the last name. Oh, oh yeah, Kim Land. Right. I mean, hey, yeah, it's their land. They can do what they want. Can they? Can they just change the name of it? I guess they can, right? So yeah, it's their country. I don't, like, who do you who do you could, file with? So could United Nations? You don't just file the so who, file it with the United Nations. Who could change the name of the U.S.? I think considering we're a democracy. Well, it would have to. Yeah, have obviously, to it would have to be voted on, but. That seems so fucking weird to me. Just, yeah. to just, <laughs> like, just rename nope. a country. And like like Carolina. Well, I mean, Carolina was like, you I know wonder... what? Fuck this. We're down here. We're South Carolina. You up there, you're North Carolina. Fuck you. We're two states now. <laughs> right. Virginia. We're west. Although, yeah, Virginia. we're a little northwest. You see the mountains? But we're just going straight west. And the Dakotas were like, no, nope. Borders just, here. Just, that's it. Straight line. Straight across. See the, You see this parallel? I don't need any of your latitude. Okay? I wonder if there's any houses right on the border where it's like <laughs> really questionable. See, long distance calling. Remember back in the day? I don't I don't, I don't know if yeah. you're old enough to remember that kind of thing, but like on the state line, long distance call to the neighbor that was a mile away in a different state. <laughs> Shit's crazy, dude. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they, I mean, <clears throat> they had a, uh, they yeah, had they a, were... a good time. Well, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, go ahead. A lot, but like, you know, they, they built and made everything they had. They had a good time without Jim there. 
dinner. They had good dinners, like fish, some sort of like green vegetable, like just. And then after dinner, yeah. after dinner, they'd all go and yeah, they were... congregated. It was like a pavilion or something at the center of the commune, and they just right. One reason everything was fine is because they were trying to figure out the crops, and then eventually they figured out to grow the local crops, the crops that would grow there, different kinds of tubers, starchy stuff, um, the fruit or the vegetables that would grow into that land well. But it was only so many people. It was only, you know, 50 to 100 people or whatever that they could sustain with what they had. Yeah. But eventually, back in California, things were getting real riled up with old Jim Jones and his political ways. And they he was making his people go sabotage these magazines. It was a New West magazine or something. He, was, he made them go into these places to copy the files, take pictures or whatever the files, because he, he wanted to find out what they were actually saying about him. He had this, like, freaking... The diversion committee. He would he would send these people out to find all this he stuff. He was a fucking megalomaniac. Yeah, he, he really was. He was a mess. And eventually, he got word of. Uh, do you want to skip that far ahead? Where he's getting ready to move <laughs> yeah, down to I mean, Jonestown. We might as well. Like, like we said, this is our cursed episode. So, the the sooner we get to the end, probably the better. Yeah. I think uh, in this time period. I think it was right before people started moving, right before Jonestown actually happened, is when uh, Debbie Layton, the author of Seductive Poison, she came back from England. She was at boarding school. Great mm-hmm. story. I, I definitely recommend it. Uh, she came back from boarding school in London because she was a just kind of a, a pain-in-the-ass kid. So her parents, her mom was actually a surviving uh, German wow. Jewish person. So her family is a des- straight descendant of the German Jewish encampment uh-huh. and all, you know, the whole, all that stuff. But, you know, she still had family over in England and stuff. What's her name? Lisa, Lisa Layden. So she sent Debbie Layden over there to stay with her aunts and other family over there. And she met her future husband, Mark uh, Blakey. Oh, Blakey. And. Oh, Blakey. I, oh, Blakey. Sorry. At one point, she came home, and her brother, Larry Layden, he is a very integral part of the end of the story, invited her to come to the People's Temple. And Mm. that's when she met Jim Jones. And it's so crazy how Jim Jones knew so much about Debbie Layden. Go figure. Because Larry Larry told him every fucking thing, and and she's like, oh, my God. My God. Jim, how do you know all this stuff? Jim. What? Jim. No, you can't know. I see you have a brother named Larry. Larry (laughs) likes to spy on you. He can't possibly. And tell me things. No, 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 not that, not that. (laughs) He can't possibly know that. But she was a a naive 19-year-old girl in in that time. Larry had married Carolyn Layton, or Carolyn. Can't remember what her maiden name is, but he married Carolyn, which became Carolyn Layton. Then... Jim Jones was so enthralled by her that he convinced Carolyn to stay with him. And eventually those two had a kid together. But 
he sent her away. I think she's the one. I'm He's a fucking Koresh. He's one. like a, like fucking David Koresh, he, dude. He's like, I want your wife. I want your wife. Yeah. I want to yes. fuck yes. that one. I want to fuck that one. But he, di- he didn't say no to anybody else. He's like, Larry, listen, I got a thing for Carolyn. <laughs> Look, there it is. It's right in my pants. Anyway. Is that a towel rack? You can have Karen. Karen's over there. She No, it's too small. It's a washcloth. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Here's Karen. Karen likes you very much. Look at Karen. Here you go. Go marry. Go over there and marry Karen. Karen. She likes you. I'll take Carolyn. It's a whole... The names like mess me, me yes up or no. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Circle Ezekiel for yes and, and Jacob for no. Uh, so I might be getting this wrong, but it was either Carolyn or somebody else that Jim got pregnant and sent her away for the duration of the pregnancy. And then she came back and said, they kidnapped me and raped me in Mexico. I was in a Mexican prison for the whole time. (laughs) And here's my baby. His name's Kimo. Well, I think his he they ended up nicknaming him. Chemo. <laughs> That's a terrible fucking nickname. I know. Mm. But the whole Layton thing was just a freaking mess. Um, eventually, Debbie Layton was fully enthralled by the People's Temple. She never went back to London to finish boarding school. She convinced her boyfriend over there to. Join the People's Temple also. And Jones didn't really want them being... Well, what happened was... He set them up to be married to each other, but then kept them separated. It was a forced marriage, but then forced to be apart also. Jim John Prokes was the name of Carolyn's child. uh, And they nicknamed him Kima (laughs) for some stupid-ass reason. I don't really know why. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's pronounced different. Yeah. Kimo? K I M O. Kima. Kaimo. Kima. Maybe it's Kaimo. Kaimo. I don't know. But it <laughs> It could have been. I don't know how how it would have been pronounced in a Mexican rape prison, but <laughs> that does not sound fun. Moving on. Hey, nope, you want some of my taquito? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a little chemo. I hear you like enchiladas, eh? <laughs> Take a look at this burrito. No, I better cut all this shit out. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna get sued and fucking fined and thrown in jail and fucking social justice warriored. Then oh, no. we'll go to Mexican rape prison. Jamaica fun of my little burrito, huh? Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, Jamaica. Jamaica fun of it, huh? I love hey, Mexican food. Did you make a way I talk? Not Taco Bell, you <laughs> fucking savages. No, not Chipotle not either, Mexican you bastards. Food. Real Mexican food. Yeah. yeah, I like Jamaican food. Jerk chicken. That's the shit. Nope. I'm off topic. Pretty sure. Pretty sure there's a bu- there's a bunch of sexual references in there, and we're not going to say them. <laughs> Look, I like jerk chicken. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Yeah, it was Carolyn Layton that Jim Jones had a baby with. <laughs> it's a boy. <laughs> My head hit the mic. 
uh, it was uh, the whole Layton thing was a mess. Eventually, Debbie Layton convinced her mother to join the People's Temple. Also, no, I think Lynetta, Jim Jones's mom, was part of bringing in Debbie Layton's Debbie Layton's mom, Lisa. It's the mom's club. Because they, and it's the mom's club. The whole thing. Um, before they, before Debbie Layton and her mom Lisa Layton left California. Lisa was diagnosed with lung cancer mm. and they took part of one of her lungs. And then not long after that is when those two left for Jonestown. And Debbie gets into a lot of detail about it. They they fly from they go to Miami from California. They fly to Georgetown or to this real real shitty it's you can't even consider it an airport. It's just just a dirt runway. Why get a bash on the airports, dude? Well, that is their It's just a airport. dirt runway. A bash on airports. airport. <laughs> wow, unbelievable. You think you know a guy. <laughs> the planes held together with You don't know cake. that. Could have been a Boeing 737. I don't I have no clue. In I don't the know 70s? anything about planes. I know they have wings, they have wheels, <laughs> and they have, I don't know, some of them have propellers, some of them have jet engines. And some are big. Some are small. Some are real That's what big. she said. <laughs> it's not the size it's the motion in the ocean when the airplane what? goes down Bermuda Triangle <laughs> uh oh no they, they were they were a little bit west of the Bermuda Triangle I think I think so from Miami to Georgetown Guyana the- area and then from Georgetown they got on a Cudjo a boat and they sailed into the Caribbean area, and then they sailed around to Port Kaituma. Okay, I think it's how it I mean, I guess it doesn't Kartuma. matter. Really. I'm like, yeah, one letter wrong. <laughs> Kartuma Network, Adult Swim. It's on Kartuma Network. Uh, I, I don't even know where to go. <laughs> Kartuma Life. Are we going to Port Kaituma? Kartuma. And then from when it went into, well, yeah, from Port Kaituma down the river, it took, they said it was going to take like 25 hours from Georgetown area, sailing to the Caribbean, and then down the river to Jonestown. And when they got to the mouth of the river, I can't remember the name of the freaking river, at Port Kaituma, but it took them another nine hours to just cruise down the river well, the, to finally get to Jonestown. That Well... No, I have a thing that said they floated down the river to Port Katuma or Kaituma or whatever you're saying. And then they drove six miles down this right. like shitty little dirt road. Yeah. So All right. what I have is they went to the river first to Port, uh, Port Kartuma and then drove down this road. I, I mean, I could be wrong, too. I could be wrong, okay. too. Yep. I'll go with I mean, that. Like I said in the last episode, all my research is hearsay. Jim Jones told me. Indirectly. Well, he died a handful of years before you were born. So, are you saying where are we I'm not or? saying it, but I might act like that in the, not to bring on the weird cult. Ooh, hey, hey. So, actually, I, I guarantee you Maybe. I would not act like that. <laughs> Those big faux aviator glasses. <laughs> Two-tone faux aviator. 
Well, they got down to Jonestown, and this is when mostly pretty much everybody was down there. And the original people that were there, they were su- there was suddenly an influx of all these people. The land could not handle this many people at one time. The land was not prepared for 900 people. 50 to 100 people, okay, they could sustain themselves. It wasn't living. It wasn't luxury, but they could sustain themselves. But all these people came down there, and all of a sudden, they had to build cabins real quick. They were stacking bunk beds three high. Like the the fucking high-rise bunk beds? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So one person has to climb down to get in bed. And the next one just kind of rolls in the bed, and the next one has to climb up to get in bed. Are they... Are they already on the top bunk? You gotta like <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. They climb all they the way drop up down and then have to, to go bed. down one. Didn't they have elevators? What the fuck? Oh. It's reverse, reverse backwards. backwards. That means forward. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring your negative attitude in here. <laughs> Double negatives. Don't not bring your negative attitude in here. Yeah. Damn it. So all these people were just freaking piled in there. Jim Jones, one of one of his reasons to go down there is because they were they were starting to really like close in on him. Dude was so paranoid about the FBI and the CIA, unbelievably paranoid about them and just regular police. He he instilled it into all of his people that it, you could not trust anybody in an authoritative position. I'm fucking down with Anybody. that. Hold on now. It was so bad at one point uh, when Debbie got out, her brother was driving her from one city to another just randomly. Not randomly. It was a, there was a meeting that she needed to get to. But she, there was a cop just driving down the road. And she's like, oh my God, Tom. Tom, there's a cop. We gotta pull over. Get out of the way. There's a cop. And he's like, Debbie, you need calm down. I'm glad there's a cop. I'm glad there's a police officer. He's going to protect us. And she was so enthralled with everything Jim Jones had mm-hmm. buried in her brain. He was burying this in the brains of all the people. I mean, just brainwashing. Yes, exactly. Just, that's straight up what it was. They were down there and it didn't take long until he started doing these Ooh. white nights. That sounds fun. Did you read about any of those? White night? Yeah. Just light the night. It's a good time. It's like 4th of July, but Guyana. Oh, yeah, oh. sure. No. Oh. What is it? Not even a little bit. Come on. Let's go, yeah, everybody, yeah, to the center pavilion. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Here we go. Right. Drink this. Drink this. Here we go. You, you, you said it about it earlier. Drink drink this potion. Oh. Drink the wine. <laughs> By the way, the wine's poison. What? Oh, shit. You're going to die in 45 minutes. But here you are in the middle of the jungle. Drink this. But the thing was, these people were so beaten down, working these ungodly hours, trying to build up this community in the middle of a jungle. They were like, yeah, yeah, whatever, dude, kill me. I'm it's fucking fine. exhausted, man. I'm, I'm so Let's tired. Let's end this. Bugs bite. They bite every part Mosquitoes of my body. Mosquitoes the size of crows. I'm so tired. It's Please. <laughs> crows. Oh. That's when I started boxing mosquitoes. Right, these bitches getting catharsis right now. He's 
Yeah, there were still freaking catharsis meetings down in Jonestown, even though people were working 15, 16 hours a day in the incredible humid weather. And people, he would talk to them after they worked all these hours. They wake up in the dark, work until dark, barely get a drink of water. Don't you dare touch any of the crop that they're growing while you're out there harvesting the crop or making the crop grow yourself. Don't touch your sugar cane. Don't touch anything. You're going to get punished for it. And then they go back to the pavilion or area and make everybody sit down and listen to Jim Jones rattle on about all this stuff to for get hours me. and hours and hours. And don't nope. Don't you dare fall asleep either after you've worked all those hours because he and he's will not sharing his amphetamines. Mess you up. You're not getting any of that. You got. You better go find some fucking no. coca. No. You know. Dude, that's crazy. Dude got fat on, on in Jonestown. Yeah, he swelled up. He's not doing anything but just rattling into the radio all day long. If he's not talking himself, he is make he's playing a tape of him talking. So he he is driving himself into all the brains of all these people, so that you don't even have a a well, moment uh, of your own in, free uh, thought. Nineteen eighty four. By George Orwell, where there it was just constant like speakers everywhere, and it was just constant propaganda, just blaring out of the speakers. I, I don't yeah, know. I was think it, I, I think so. I never I actually that, read that book. I think it was in 1984, but it it kind of reminds me of the same thing. It's just constant propaganda, just blasting out of the speakers. If he's too tired, if he, you know, he took his barbiturates, he's taking a little rest, he's blasting himself over the speakers. It's just constant bullshit. Yeah, that's what it was. Every but he was so high on his drugs that he was he. At certain times, he would slur his words, so everything was just he's swollen. He's yeah. just We've talking. been there. So, well, I know every, I have. Maybe fire in the sky, dirt in the ground. I don't know. Big pharma. I was fucked up in big pharma. <laughs> it's a mess. That was a long episode, yeah. dude. Uh, <laughs> it was. We're trying to we're trying to burn our way through this one too. But every once in a while, pe- the people that were running the radio were like, y- "Yeah, Jim's kind of fucked up right now. Why it's annoying? Yeah, you better turn the radio off." So every once in a while, we get a break from from Jim Jones <laughs> slurring his words, and it was a nice. I'm sure it was nice break, but it wasn't over. It wasn't. I thought Jonestown. I thought there was no. a happy ending. There's still. Oh, it sounds like such a happy place. Not even. Hey, come on down to Jonestown. Woo doo doo. You know we gotta. Well, that's that's how he that's how he preached it to his people to get them down there. Like we we gotta go down there soon. So he what he did at one point before everybody moved down there, he went to Georgetown, bought all this fresh produce. Took it to Jonestown oh, and laid it God. out like they had grown it in Jonestown. There's videos. There's actually videos of this. You can see it. There's so many tapes. There's so many videos and pictures. It's it's unreal to entice these people to go down there. Jonestown is the promised land. He's promised such land. A, We're going to take everybody man. to the promised land. The PL. Yes. Ah, he was such a con man. The whole time. But he would constantly do these white nights. Uh, 
one of them was so bad that he was like, he was unbelievably paranoid. White Knight, White Knight, we got to go, we got to go. Took everybody, took everybody that was in Jonestown, marched them through the jungle at night off to Port Kaituma. When they got to the, it was like six days of them just straight Is marching it, uh, through a dark racist jungle. Racist thing? Like, no, <laughs> the White what, Knight. Dark jungle? All those white people are going to go to, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, that's what he told them. Actually, yeah. He said, the the white people are coming. They're, they're, they don't want us here. You know what's happening in the U.S. right now? There, There's race wars everywhere. Chicago is destroyed. You can't go back to Chicago. There's no more Chicago. That's what he was telling all these people so, down in Jonestown. Did he change? Did he be... Did he become racist? He's like, all right, Change what? Here, here we go. Here comes the whites. White power. Well, it was the FBI. It was the CIA. Okay. I don't think it mattered what color they were. They just weren't. They just weren't black people. They just weren't brown people. It, because it, somehow it, that gave him power over everybody in the People's Temple. That it was the it was a white knight. They're coming. Oh, They're oh, coming oh, for oh, us. We gotta I go. Run, run, run. I thought you meant him and his whole group what? started marching towards town, like him and the fucking people's temple. Okay, I... Oh, no, no. They were trying to escape. But well, the only thing that was going on, he was telling his guards to go out in the jungle Oh. and just randomly shoot. Oh, his kids. His, Steven, Jim Jones Jr., he, he told his kids who were part of the guard to go out in the jungle and just... Just randomly shoot. They're, they're here. They're here. Just we got to go. Fucking kill White them, like, Panthers and shit. Just. <clears throat> no. Yeah, just shoot. Uh, they got all the way to the port. And I think it was Hyacinth Thresh. Was it her? There was one older lady who <clears throat> they got all the way there. And then she fell off the ramp and broke her <laughs> hip. And somehow that brought her, brought Jim Jones back into a reality and he's like nah never mind come on we gotta we're going back we're back to Jones now oh, no we messed up let's Hell, go my phone I can't get up <clears throat> uh, the next part yeah he, he would do these randomly to to break everybody's spirit just to get them used to this drinking the poison or not drinking the poison all, all this time was not drinking the poison not doing it not doing it not doing it then uh get I guess we could come to the yeah. end, right? I mean, there's details that we're going to skip over, but we just kind of have to to make this not be a four-parter, five-parter, yeah, 12-parter. Right. <laughs> I, 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 if you want to go down this rabbit hole, I highly recommend those books. Uh, last podcast yeah. on the left did several parts on it. Road to Jonestown, Thousand Lives, uh, Seductive Poison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Do you have any recommendations? Case Files? Yeah, is that what it was called? Case Files? The podcast I listened to? Yeah, case number six. Yeah, hang case on. Case number 60-something-something-something. Something, something. quite expecting that. Hang on. Yeah, uh, Case File. And it's Case 60, Jonestown. It's a three-parter. Whoever the narrator is, I yeah. guess he's anonymous. Episode narrated by the anonymous okay. host. Uh, but, yeah, it Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. The way the guy reads it, the all the research and shit. Right. I think I listened to that one, too. Um, 
May of 78 is when Debbie Layton got out, and her whole story is very good. She actually left her mom, Lisa Layton. When they got down there, I can't remember when they actually got down there, Lunetta Jones was dead. She died in the jungle, and that's another thing that that really fucked up Jim Jones. That was his mom died. He could not protect his mom with his with his great god aura. I... One of the things that he told his congregation was, "I, I cannot heal your ailments. I cannot protect you from this because I am trying. I'm seeing these prophecies, and I'm trying to keep out our enemies from Jonestown." I can't use my power to heal you. You're gonna have to heal yourself because I'm trying it, to keep our. It reminds at me of, of like Heaven's Gate, where it's like, like his mom dies, and just like at Heaven's Gate, how fucking uh, I don't know what the fuck her name was. I can't remember. Uh, he was he was so, something like that. He was she dough died. And she was like, tea oh, or something. Shit. Like oh yeah, we're gonna have to die. And then here, Jonestown, oh. his mom dies. He's like ah, I can't protect <laughs> anyone. Nope, I can't do it. Nope. See, look, I'm already doing everything I can. Uh, Debbie got out in May of 78, and her her tale is, is amazing. She had to do all this scheming and secretive running around to get away from people because they would not let any member do anything solo. There had to be somebody else with them. They were telling on everybody. Everybody told on everybody. It was messed up, dude. The whole time. And you couldn't trust anybody. If you had a secret thought, don't tell anybody else because he that person is going to go back to Jones himself and you're going to get called out on it. And then there's going to be a catharsis Whoa. meeting on you. Yeah. Don't share your thoughts. Keep your thoughts to yourself. Don't fucking fall asleep during any any kind of meeting. Just shut just, your fucking Just freaking mouth. survive. And then... Yep, and do your work. Uh, Jim Bogue's son, Tommy Bogue, that whole thing is crazy too. That's in A Thousand Lives. I know we're kind of running through stuff here, but we got to get to the, the meaty part. Uh, Le- Congressman Leo Ryan mm-hmm. went down to Jonestown to, do, to have a visit and to see if anybody wanted to leave. That was... He started planning stuff early November 78. And he did not have some sort of military entourage. And the stuff that happened to him is one reason why uh, U.S. congressmen have some kind of security force, military, secret service, you know, in that level when yeah. they leave the country for whatever meeting. This this was one reason. Because he went down with just some press and some family members. Jones didn't want a bunch of family going into Jonestown. He wanted to show off for Leo Ryan. So they they dump a bunch of people in Georgetown, and then they go to Jonestown, Leo Ryan and a handful of people, uh, press, cameramen, stuff like that. They go and inter- they interview a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. There's videos of, of a bunch of people getting interviewed in November 18th. Yeah, November 18th, 1978. And then there's a number of people that wanted to leave. And it was Gosney, I think. There was one one guy handed a note to, it wasn't Congressman Leo Ryan, it was somebody else that he handed the note to. It was a, a press correspondent. And he thought it was Leo Ryan himself. And then the guy dropped the note. So then 
the People's Temple member picked up and handed it back to him. And even the kids were tattletales. The kids were like, he passed it out, he passed it out, he passed it out. Get him out. What? What? Dude ran away, ran into the crowd. And eventually, the, mm. the note was addressed, like, dear congressman. So the guy who first got it handed it to Leo Ryan, the congressman. And uh, he's like, hmm, that's weird. So he took it to Jim Jones himself. Leo Ryan had balls of steel. He, he was like, okay, yeah. I'm here. You, what are you going to do to me? You can't do anything to me. I'm a, I'm a U.S. congressman. And this is American soil, apparently. You can't do anything to me. Look, look, Jones, people want to defect. What are you going to do about this? They're liars. <laughs> you can't trust anybody. Didn't they? Am I? I don't know if I'm going too far ahead. Didn't they fucking attack him? Did I go too far ahead? I'm sorry. Yep. They, right. uh, j- just a little bit. So what happened was he got this note and one, this family, he saw that this family wanted to go. And then uh, a couple other people decided they wanted to defect with their families. So he was prepared to take a mm-hmm. dozen people, I think, on, on one trip. And all total, he was expecting uh, 10% of the people that were down there, 90 people all total and he expected these people to just be there he, he would take some back and then he would come back for some more multiple trips for multiple people right that was the that was one of the plans for leo ryan but he was expecting some people but then all of a sudden there was like a dozen two dozen people wanted to go i think i think it ended up being 16 people that said they wanted to go but it was only the one family at first but then a rainstorm came in out of nowhere. So then Leo Ryan and his the press entourage and whoever mm. was with him had to stay in Jonestown overnight, <laughs> which was kind of a bitch. If it was just the, if it was just one day, they would I mean, have got out of there. Fact, and you're been a, a fucking congressman. You're used to sleeping in luxury. Now here you are staying overnight in a fucking rainforest, a jungle. <laughs> yeah, in and a, a fucking teepee or some shit. Yeah, they. Uh, you know, they try to make it look good. They gave him chicken, and you know, they try to make everything look good. And a lot of people were like, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I'm I'm here for the duration. Jim Jones did all this stuff for me. I don't want to go at all. And Ryan was like, hmm, okay, Leo Ryan, whatever. Okay, that's, yeah, that's your prerogative. But if you want to go, I'm here. We can go. But then they stayed overnight. And then the next day, even more people wanted to go. So they, Ronnie's like, well, you know, we can only take so many people. Load up in the truck. I'll stay here. You take them to the airport. Get another airplane prepared. I'll wait here. And then while he was waiting, uh, a former, no, not a former. Mm. He was a, a vet of a war. I think it was the Vietnam War. He came up and he put a knife to Leo Ryan's throat. <laughs> You're going to die here, motherfucker. Just a fucking flashback because he's in a jungle. Because <laughs> no. he was so enthralled by Jim Jones, dude. he was he was ready to kill. But the the thing is that he hesitated. I can't remember the guy's name. There's so many names; it's it's unreal. He hesitated, and that the hesitation was long enough for other people to grab him. Yeah, the guards or I think it was Congress or lawyers or something. They grabbed him, and what happened was they the knife that he held actually cut. He cut himself with it. And blood sprayed <coughs> right onto Leo Ryan himself. So it was like, oh my God, 
dude, are you okay? He he was like, I'm not, nope, I'm not staying now. He just went to the truck and jumped on the side of the truck. He just jumped in the ocean. No, it's not my blood. We gotta go. go. I'm out, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) He's scared to death. Uh, And then this is when Larry Layton, Debbie Layton's brother, who got her into the People's Temple, his wife, Carolyn Layton, had the kid with Jim Jones. Jim Jones told him to marry Karen Layton. I think they eventually had a kid. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> she a, died. A drastic but anyway, difference there, dude. <laughs> um, I, I know. There's so much going on. There's so many moving parts. But Jones told Larry Layton to get on the truck with them. And what he wanted them, what Larry to do is when they take off in the airplane... Shoot the pilot and shoot whoever else you can, and but make sure that plane yeah. goes down. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Larry's like, okay, you know, whatever. I've been here since way back. Larry was just totally on board, but everybody else is like, oh no, Larry, you can't trust Larry. You can't trust Larry. Don't trust Larry. This is all so crazy, dude. I know. And then they, the, the truck of people. Well, the two trucks of people get to the airport and not well, only one of the planes is there so far. And Jim Jones told uh, a force of his guards to get in another truck, a semi, and drive out to the airport and shoot everybody. Yeah. Kill mm-hmm. Leo Ryan. Why not? Kill him. That was main, the main objective. Get out there, kill him. And yeah, they did. They got out there. They... They were getting ready to board the plane. The people that defected, Leo Ryan, you know, the the whole that whole group. Some of them got on a plane, including Larry Layton. And the, well, first of all, the got the armed guards that came up. They just started blasting. Just killed Leo Ryan right off the bat. He didn't have a chance. But they made sure they went up to him and made sure that he was dead. They shot him a couple more. Well, times you got to make sure. Yeah. While he was on the ground already dead. Yeah. There was a number of people that scattered. They ran into the jungle because, you know, this is just dirt freaking runway. But eventually they came back. Or no, the plane took off with Larry Layton in it, and he shot at a couple of people, injured them, you know, flesh wounds for a couple of people on the plane. But they, they subdued him, and, and they continued on. And But eventually they got him back to Georgetown to mm-hmm. be tried for all this stuff. The armed guard made sure whoever was dead was dead. And they went back to uh, Jonestown. And that's when things were getting underway for uh, oh, the oh. Flavor 8 poisoning time. The, don't drink the, the real cool, white knight. Don't drink the Kool-Aid? <laughs> yeah. And apparently that's, that's for those people that were in it, really? kind of derogatory. Huh. Yeah. Debbie Layton, Sorry, Debbie. Debbie Layton does not want to hear that. She's going to listen to this. <laughs> Yeah. Somehow, oh, I'm sure she is. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, but yeah, somehow you know that's now into the cultural yeah zeitgeist. I guess you can say that yeah. that's a cultural phrase to say. Don't drink Kool Aid. But apparently that that's how it began. And the survivors of the People's Temple, Jonestown, and all that kind of take it. They don't take it well when people start saying that kind of stuff. That, don't drink the Kool Aid. That seems so Kool-Aid. crazy to me. Like. You really shouldn't, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just it's just a phrase, but don't don't drink it 
Don't drink it in gulps. But this, this is where the story gets real, real dark. Because they, Jim Jones called up the, the mothers with the babies. You can, you can take it with the babies. We're going to give it to the babies first. You can take it with the babies if you want and go with your babies. So they had the, uh, mm. the medicine syringes. Yeah. You know, mm. if you give your kid like amoxicillin or whatever. It's not a needle. It's not a needle syringe. It's just a vial yeah, of take it from a spoon or whatever it's just easier to squirt it in their mouth right you just you just squirt it in their mouth there's a whole other we can't get into it right now but there's a whole other backstory with uh lawrence shock i bet he was shocked who was the doctor who figured out all this stuff the one oh (laughs) I, i don't think he was shocked at all he was just like straight into it for one pound of cyanide to poison 1800 people it cost what $1.65. Or eight no no eight dollars and sixty five. That's cheap that as shit. Eight sixty five or eight eighty five. God, I hope my wife doesn't hear this. Yeah. Under nine dollars to if get my enough wife hears this, I'm in trouble. Don't eat apple Correct. seeds. Apparently you can uh, there's a form of cyanide in apple seeds. Yep. Not a good way That's to bad. commit suicide, eating a bunch of apple seeds. You'll probably get full before you die from apple seeds. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Yeah. You know what cyanide does no, to you? I don't. It cuts off your oh, cells God. from absorbing oxygen. So you oh suffocate God, so from the inside brutal, out. And they were just taking these syringes and just squirting in the baby's mouths and squirting in the mom's mouths. And Jim Jones is like, it doesn't hurt them. It just, they're crying because it tastes bad. Or, you know, whoever was out there, they're crying because it tastes bad. It's not actually hurting them. They're, they're going quick. They're, they mixed tranquilizers in there too. So there was like Valium and and cyanide in this purple freaking flavoring. Fuck. No, they're cr- it doesn't hurt them. They're just crying because it tastes bad. No, man, that is freaking brutal. Your brain, your brain's uh, screaming because no, I, I can't get any statement. oxygen. This guy is one of the biggest pieces of shits I've ever read about. Not the biggest, because like I said before, Hitler and Mengele and all that shit, but he is one of the biggest pieces of shits I have ever researched in my life. Yeah, and he's just like, yeah, let's do it. This is this is how we're going to go yeah. out. This is uh, revolutionary suicide. We died because you wouldn't let us live. That was the final line in one of his inner circle people, Maria, I think. She wrote a note. So, as people were taking this stuff, they were they were dying on the spot, and they were kind of piling up. So the the baby would have it, and then the mom would have it. Then they would collapse together. And then somebody else would come up in line and take it. And then they would collapse on somebody else. And it was just literal layers of people. That's why the next day when the GDF, the Guyana Defense Force, came in, they were—they didn't... They just counted on the surface. Okay, we see like 338. Maybe there's 400 here. But they didn't, they didn't look into them. And that's the U.S. is like, uh, hey, uh, Guyana, you just want to dig a hole and kick everybody in? You think that's a good idea? And the Guyana is like, <laughs> hey, fuck you, these man. are American citizens. Get down here and get them. You guys have the only backhoe here. <laughs> that's a lot of work. We only have shovels and sticks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it says cat a- right on it. We can't even C- spell T. that. <laughs> but they would, they would <laughs> put like British, a U in there. I don't know. <laughs> it's like. C-A-T-U. Oh yeah, out of nowhere, just as you, for no reason. <laughs> you fucking Brits. 
But all these people were just piling up. They were foaming at the mouth, just straight dying. And um, Jim Jones didn't take it. How did no, he die? He died. Really? Gunshot wound to the head. Oh. The gun was not near his really? person. The gun that killed him was with, I'm pretty sure her name was Maria. Pretty sure. Get in there. I know. We're getting there. Uh, she, after, the theory is, after she shot him, she went into a cabin and wrote her final note and then shot herself. And she also poisoned herself. She poisoned herself and then shot herself. So she was going to die no matter what after she wrote wow. this letter. And that last line you could either take as she was directing it at Jim Jones or she was directing it at capitalist America. We died wow, because you would not let us live. When the Americans got down there finally after a few days, uh, the, the initial reports were three to 400 people were dead on the surface. So there was a lot of families still yeah. holding out hope because we're still missing 500 people at that point. But when the Americans got down there to clean stuff up, uh, that's when they discovered there was layers of people and the number skyrocketed all the way to 908, I believe, was the number in Jonestown from the poisoning. And they uh, loaded these people up and took them to Dover Air Force Base in Delaware. But they only did six or seven autopsies. So, I mean, they basically brought them... Which seems kind right of weird. Me. Yeah, dude. That was not far from you, really. Dover is the middle of Delaware, and you're not quite the middle this of This is... It. I... So dark. But that's one thing that leads into conspiracy theories that we're not going to get into right now. Why do they only do six or seven? Yes, the bodies were rotten and putrid because of the jungle down there. Bugs were getting into them. The local wildlife were getting into them. There was a number of people that did not want to drink it so they uh, they used an actual syringe to puncture them. So they saw these puncture wounds on different people, but they didn't do... They barely did autopsies on the amount of people that were Okay, there. so my thought is maybe they didn't do everybody because they did a few and they're like, okay, clearly everybody... Yeah. Died of this. Makes sense. I mean, that, that makes sense. Men of sense. Um... There was a couple of people that were in Georgetown, one of them being Sharon Amos, and she was a real, real big Jim Jones fan. She was she was so in, enthralled with Jim Jones that when the time came, she did not have the poison available, so they radioed to her. They used Morse code to spell out K-N-I-F. So her and another guy slit the throats of her three children ah. and then he killed her and then he killed I, himself uh, look do whatever the fuck you want to yourself but as soon as kids get involved little babies little kids fuck you i hope oh i right. fucking hope those people are rotten in hell right now and jim jones it, i hope he's getting butt fucked by the devil himself yes <laughs> exactly the whole story is dark dude uh the rabbit hole goes deep goes much deeper than what we covered. A Thousand Lives, Road to Jonestown, Seductive Poison. Uh, I mean, if you want to help us out, audibletrial.com slash Bray on the Weird and yeah. get those audiobooks and go down that rabbit hole if you like. Yeah, we get a little kickback yeah. from it, help make the show better. Damn, dude. 
you know, better equipment, but, better whatever. Yeah. It was a dark, dark story. Uh, and I'm glad that we pushed through and got it done now. Yeah, I would say this is going to be a long episode, but who the fuck knows? Last time we thought we had anymore. a long episode, it ended up not being long. Uh, but if you would like to further support <laughs> us, you can go to our Patreon, right? Yep. Uh, uh, patreon.com slash bring on the weird the show and uh you get ad free episodes you get uh promo free episodes you, who, i mean who knows we might just randomly put an episode up that you guys don't even know about mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think that's gonna happen uh what else facebook.com slash bring on the weird instagram.com slash bring on the weird twitter <laughs> bring on the weird if you want a t-shirt or whatever, go to myconspiracytees.com slash bring on a weird. Uh, we're not really, we're not really doing much with the T public, but uh, mm-hmm. apparently they have masks now. So if you want a, a mask to stay COVID free or help for, you know, protect the people around you, get you a bring on a weird mask. And when people say, Hey, where'd you get that mask? Like, what, what is that? Tell them it, it's yeah, the best man. fucking podcast in the world. Yeah. Coming to you one day. Yeah. We get it digitally, but how about that? What if we were in your city? If you want to support that, go to Patreon. One of these days. We have a tier for the Bring on a Weird World Tour. That's hard to say. Bring on a Weird World Tour. (laughs) Yeah. Just speaking is also (laughs) The whole thing was hard to say. What else is also hard to say? (laughs) That's our conclusion. Fine. I hope not. I, I don't know if we'll ever revisit it. I hope I've not. never been so angry in my entire fucking life. I have. Rest assured, yeah. the next episode yeah. is going to be so uh, completely light. There's only there's only so much darkness to <laughs> <laughs> eventually you got to you got to turn the light on. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We're climbing out of the rabbit it's hole. It's probably the end of cults altogether, right? And uh, I guess the Yeah, we're going to Yeah, so Yeah, for the foreseeable future i mean probably we might one day go back down another All right call, so no uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it tomorrow we'll give not, you a little uh, introduction of, about what cults are in the beginning and then we took you down the road on a couple cults and uh we hope you guys enjoyed it yep and uh with that the other thing that's kind of hard to say <laughs> we'll see you guys you say next real time. Slow, stay weird world